Hello, I'm Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. Welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And all this week, we've been exploring play. What it is, what happens when we don't get enough of it, and how it's deeply embedded within our DNA. And we've been getting to understand why to play is to be human. When you watch kids play, they start out with subtle play signals when they're very young. They start out playing in parallel, just acknowledging that they're both there. And then quickly they begin to play together and it eventually becomes chasing, wrestling, screaming or rough and tumble play. Now aside from having fun, what they're doing is learning how to experience empathy and how to socialize with each other. This is because when you play, you give off lots of different signals in your face, in your gestures, in your body language and in your voice. And what Dr. Stuart Brown, the scientist whose research into play I've been discussing all week has found, is that people who are highly successful have a secret. When he was filming a TV series, he interviewed a number of Nobel laureates and found out how much play they'd had in their childhoods and how much they had in their adult lives. And what he found was that they played a lot, even now, because their play was their work. The ideal then is to find work that incorporates what you like to do when you play. That might be performing or writing or making and building things or making people feel good or even playing with numbers. It's going to be different for everybody, but it's really clear that it's something we should all be thinking about when we consider our career options. Now, now look, I completely understand that some people are in jobs that they really don't like and that it's often really hard to find a job that you love. Yeah, we can't all be professional sportsmen or women or actors or musicians, right? Many of us feel we have to take a job to make the money that we need to look after ourselves and potentially our family. But it doesn't mean that you can't find elements of play within your work. For example, banter with your colleagues is play. Thinking up creative solutions to new challenges is play. You know, I've been a doctor now for over 20 years. And I remember as a junior doctor in hospitals, you know, long shifts, stressful shifts. You know, you'd go to the doctor's mess for a quick break and you'd have a real laugh about stuff. You'd probably tell each other some quite morbid jokes, but it was your way of bonding, switching off, connecting, de-stressing. You know, as I think back, I think that's what we did naturally. That was our way of being able to do our job. So what is it within your job that you can think about where you can add an element of play? I've spoken a lot this week about what play is and how amazing it is, but I want to finish off today's episode with a note of caution. There are times when playing isn't fun, and I'm talking here about video game addiction. Now, if you have kids, you may be familiar with some of the symptoms. Maybe your child sits for hours in one chair playing on their games console or on their phone and barely communicates with you. Maybe they react angrily when the device is turned off or taken away. And what Dr. Stuart Brown says is that while video games can count as play, when you get to a point where communication and physical activity are hugely affected and where someone's mood changes when the game is interrupted, then it's no longer play. Now, I've written about gadget addiction in many of my books, and you know there are some simple tips that I think can be really useful. One is, if you're trying to change your child's tech behavior, sometimes it's worth looking at your own first, because 
The truth is that children copy a lot of the time what their parents do, and it's all very well telling them to be on their phone less. But if they see us on our phones all the time, what kind of message is that giving? I think turning off notifications is a really, really impactful thing. It's made a huge difference in my life. So I've done it on all my social media apps. Uh, when I did have email on my phone, I did it on my email app. I no longer do. But it puts you in charge of your phone rather than being a slave to it. And I think having a few rules around the house, such as meal times are going to be a phone-free time. I think these things are really helpful at creating a bit of structure and creating a new sort of family norm at home. So I think those things can be useful. Stuart Brown also recommends really trying to get children active and out into nature. And have you ever noticed, like when you're out with your children in nature, are they asking for the iPad or the phone? Or are they actually immersed in what they're doing? I think most parents find that actually when you're out doing something, particularly outside, Kids actually don't want to be on their tech. That's all I wanted to share today. But before I go, how did you get on with writing down that list of playful activities that have given you pleasure in the past or even in the present? And if you haven't managed to do it yet, that's completely okay. It's not too late. But do think about it. You know, I've shared a few ideas this week. There may be some things in your own life that we haven't talked about this week. But even if you write down one or two things in your phone or on a journal, even that will set the intention in your brain. These things give me joy. These things are play. How can I get more of these things into my life? And even better, can you try and do one of them today before tomorrow's episodes? Don't worry if you can't. Tomorrow, I will be back for the final episode of the week. And I'll be sharing with you some simple ways that you can get more play into your life. I'll see you then.